So, Paul has been teaching us how uh, the law interacts with our human nature, with our with our mind and our heart, our desires. But now he explains why it does that. And it's an enormously interesting passage. He says uh, in uh, verse 14, For we know that... Well, let's get verse uh, 13 just for connection. Has then what is good become death death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Well, that let's just quickly explain that a, a minute. Um, certainly not. Paul says the, what is good, that is the law, has not become a killer. It is the human nature interacting with the law that is the killer. Sin, you see, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, through the law. In other words, when the law meets my human nature, the law condemns it because we are broken and uh, in a power in the condition of sin and so we can't expect salvation from the law but now he explains why for we know that the law is spiritual but i am carnal sold under sin for what i am doing i do not understand for what i will to do that i do not practice but what i hate that i do now, this is enormously honest talk by Paul, and he's not talking about himself individually. He's talking generically. He's, talk, he's using himself as an example of the human race. And he says something at the beginning here that is very revealing. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Now, in what way is the law spiritual? Well, think of what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. You have heard that it is said you shall not kill, but I, I say to you, whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. You will hear, you have heard that it is said you shall not steal, but whosoever covets has stolen. Well, that's putting the law on an enormously high level, isn't it? A spiritual level. The law is getting according to Jesus, to the very core of our motives, not just our actions. Our motive to covet is as sinful then, apparently, as the action to steal. So the law is spiritual because it goes to the core of our human nature. But I am carnal. My human nature is, in other words, fleshly or broken down or corrupt, now, this is very, very important in regard to some believers who dismiss the law and say, well, we're not under the law anymore. The law is a very uh, uh, legalistic and uh, behavioral thing, but we're spiritual people now. Is that why we're not under the law, because we are spiritual and the law is carnal? No, it's not. It's the very opposite. We are not under the law because the law is spiritual and we are carnal. In other words, it is so high above us in its teaching, in its demands, we simply cannot reach it. That's the first thing to know about uh, that a legalist needs to know. 
A legalist needs to know that the law is spiritual. It is not approachable. For we are carnal. We have a human nature that is broken. And how does that nature work? For what I am doing, I do not understand. I don't understand myself because I have responses within me that simply don't agree with my standards and with my uh, wishes and goals. What I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. In other words, what I uh, choose to do or desire to do or have a goal to do, that I don't practice. But what I hate, I do. How are your New Year's resolutions coming along? Maybe you started with them uh, and uh, you went away, went along nicely for two or three days and now ah, you've forgotten all about them. That's how it is with our human nature. Now this should be comforting to us. Some people are afraid of it. They say, well, what hope is there for me if this is the case? But you see, Paul is being real about our human nature so that we understand that we need to be connected by faith with Jesus Christ. Jesus is our righteousness. Jesus has done the good for us. We have not accomplished it ourselves. So we trust in his righteousness as ours because he has won the victory for us. For what I am doing, then, he says, I do not understand, but what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate I do. Where does the hate come from? Well, we've become converted. We've come to Christ. And therefore we hate what our sinful nature desires and sometimes does. You see, this is talking about the converted man because the converted man hates what his human nature is all about. He doesn't endlessly condemn himself, of course, because he's learned that Jesus Christ has took the judgment upon himself. But nevertheless, he has no confidence in his human nature because he knows it is fallen and broken and carnal. And that is why he trusts in Christ as his righteousness. Let's read that again then. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate I do. If then I do what I will not to do, that is, if then I do what I don't want to do, now listen to this bit, I agree with the law that it is good, See, that's again the converted man who agrees that the law of God is a good thing. But it doesn't lead him to righteousness. It leads him only to sin because of his sinful nature, which is filled with guilt and shame and fear. And when that sinful nature is reminded of its guilt by the law, then it starts to panic and does more sinning than ever. So then... If I do, if then I do what I will not to do, that is what I don't desire to do, I agree with the law that it is good. And here's a surprising thing. But now it is no longer I who do it, but, th but sin that dwells within me. It is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. Now, 
This sounds incredibly irresponsible at first reading, doesn't it? It's as if Paul was saying, well, it's not my fault. It's sin dwelling within me. Well, he's not taking that position at all, of course. But what he is doing is speaking of the self in Christ facing the self in himself. Look what he says again. It is now no longer I who do it. Who is the I there? That's the I in Christ, the one who is counted as righteous, the one who loves goodness and peace and truth, but finds himself with a human nature that does the opposite of what his faith in Christ agrees with. So this is the I that is in Christ. It is no longer I who do it, but it is sin that dwells within me. And so Paul is able by faith, and this is humanity talking, as I say generically, this is his humanity talking generically, it is the faith life that Paul has that disidentifies with his human nature. That's no longer me, he says. Now, you see, that is just wonderful for us who are learning to grow in Christ. That's all of us. And if you have an addiction, that is especially important to you because you are learning to disidentify with your addiction. You no longer say, I'm an alcoholic, because you are now in Christ. But you're not in denial either. You're not denying you have a problem with alcohol, but you're saying... It's not the true me anymore. I'm not an alcoholic. I have a struggle, my human nature does, with alcohol. That's the truth. But the I that is in Christ identifies with Jesus. And so, you see, we come before God with our sins and our failures and say, Father, I, th I confess to you that I sinned. I, lis I listened to my human nature and I acted as if it were still mine. And if I were still, as if I were still in my human nature. Please forgive me, Father, because I went under delusion, because I'm in Christ, and that human nature of mine that sinned is not the true me anymore. Now, this is not denial. This is recognizing that a new self, a new sense of who I am, a new center has started within me, and as Paul put it so well in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but sin that dwells, uh, but, uh, but Christ who lives within me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in Christ. Do you see, Paul is struggling there to express himself in his new sense of who he is, in his new self. That is what we learn from these passages. They are simply wonderful. If you grasp the truth of this and keep practicing by faith what it's saying, you will slowly separate yourself from your addiction, recognizing that it's not true, the true you. You won't be in denial, mind you. You won't say, I didn't do it and it wasn't sin. You will recognize that it was wrong, that you did do it, but it was the human nature that is now counted as dead in Christ, dead to the law, 
and you are no longer identified with it. And that ability to disassociate yourself from your sinful nature enables you slowly to see yourself in a new perspective, which enables you to gradually walk away from your addiction. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. What a truth that is! How how many sermons have you heard lately on this? Not very many, I would imagine, because people are not aware that we have the finest, greatest, most profoundly accurate psychological dynamic described in the book of Romans, and especially Romans chapter 7. So I urge you to get your teeth into it. I urge you to ponder it uh, every day until it becomes truly your mindset by faith. It is a faith mindset, you see. And as you gain that faith mindset, you will begin to grow and set your and be freed. So, Paul then says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, in my natural human nature, nothing good dwells. Do you recognize that? That nothing good dwells in your human nature, so you don't try to reform your human nature. That is not what you can do. But what you do do is to accept by faith that your human nature is counted as dead in Christ and crucified, dead to the law, and you are now counted as a new person in Jesus Christ. Well, thank you for joining me today. This is dynamic stuff, you know, and I hope you will join me for the next few days to get it clear in your mind and heart and your heart of faith. Uh, You can listen to this program on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, uh, podbean.com or soundcloud.com and key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. If you would like to make a donation, it would be so much appreciated. The program costs $39 per 15 minutes. You can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com or you can send your donation by check to FaithQuest P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado 80160. That's FaithQuest P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado 80160. Thanks so much. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.